Uh, I guess we have a show to do. Is that what we're doing? I think so. Wait, are these being recorded? And welcome to Imagine Me and Utina, an Akio Tori hate podcast. I'm Panda, I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Alice. How you doing, Alice? I hate Akio Tori. That, that's good to hear. Today, we're talking about Revolutionary Girl Utina, episode 30, The Barefoot Girl. How do you feel about this episode? I feel that there are many things in Utina that I hate, and most of them are revolving around the personage of Akio Tori. Hmm. And this is full of those things that I do not like. Yeah, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. That's my that's my main emotion about this episode is that I hate this. Same. So, uh, and it only gets worse. So, you know, that's great. Yes, it's all downhill from here into darkness, uh, which is I'm not even joking because the next two episode little pictures are brooding Naname and then sad Naname wilted against a wall. So it's not going to get better from here. Aww. I don't want Naname to be sad, but I know oh, what happens Lord. next. So huh. here we go. We're we are all headed towards despair now. You ready to start the episode? Yeah, I guess. Has it ever occurred to you that the tower at Otori is, like, way too tall? It is extremely tall. We are in a classroom with Wakaba, and she's talking to a boy, and he says that he lied to a girl about it being his first kiss, and Wakaba says that that's terrible, and that girls can see right through that, and that they won't trust you afterwards, and... Utena is across the room looking out the window thinking about whether or not she has already had her first kiss speculating that her first kiss was with the prince which I, I, does that count I don't think that counts no I wouldn't count that but if you're 14 you might yeah that's fair okay Utena and Akio are talking and he made a cake and Utena is like you can do anything can't you Akio and Akio is like you should probably try the cake before you you know give me your opinion on it and then Utena and Wakaba show up Anthony and Wakaba oh yeah that's what I meant Anthony and Wakaba show up and there are candles and there's either tea or coffee I guess I'm pretty sure they're drinking tea that seems very Japanese of them Akio is just, I love the character design. Can I say that? Am I allowed to say that this episode? You are, but I still judge you heavily for it because he's a stupid lavender mullet fuck. Wakaba is apparently hot for Akio and Utena's like, bruh, he has a fiance. And Wakaba's like, that doesn't matter sometimes in love. I mean, yeah, like that's a weird exchange because... Like, it's hard to take Wakaba's half of it seriously, but, like, Utena's half is just uncomfortable. Uh, Utena made a blushy face at Akio, and, uh, and then she looked, And then she looked at Anthe and, like, looked sad. Oh, my God. Wakaba tells Utena if she doesn't loosen up once in a while, she's never going to find love. And we cut to Utena being berated by the guidance counselor and... 
assistant principal or something. They're complaining about her clothes again, like the first episode. Wow, and, I almost forgot that people cared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the guidance counselor is like, vice principal, talk some sins into her. And he's like, you got to follow the rules, dude. Girls, girls should wear nice ruffly skirts. And then she gives them the world's best side eye. I posted a screen cap of that on our Twitter. Akio walks up and interrupts them. With his tallness and his rat tail. Oh, I hate it. How does that rat tail become all of that fucking hair he has when he's driving around in the car? Um, magic. Uh, I hate it. Vice Principal and Akio are talking about school business and... I love this guy just like sweating. Yeah, the vice principal is clearly intimidated by Akio. And then Akio is like, in any case, I have some business with this young lady. And he puts his arm around her in a way that's totally not creepy for an adult man to do to a 14-year-old girl. And he chastises the guidance counselor and the vice principal for being so restrictive about the student's clothes. I expect you to offer them guidance, which stresses their independence. Mm, of course you do look this whole episode can't be us groaning because i mean that's gonna be what it is but jesus oh yes it can utsun is like what did you need me for and akio is like silly girl i didn't need you i happen to be one of those fans of your style besides when i saw you cornered by those annoying teachers and still standing up for your beliefs it seemed somehow so very strong and noble to me in the Japanese, he calls this. her gallant. He calls her gallant in the Japanese. Oh, really? Of course he does. Bastard. And Anthe is watching from the flower garden, and he starts to say that she's Anthe's special friend, but then he calls her his special friend. And he starts to walk off and motions for Utsuna to follow him. Don't do it. You're going to do it anyway, but don't do it. Uh, I hate this. We go back to the, go back back to the candles, back to the candles, back to the candles. Uh, and Utena's thinking to herself, "Idiot, what are you thinking?" Akio is, and she's like holding her hand close to her chest. And now Utena and Akio are talking about his car, and he says, "I seem to be seeing this car a lot. this year." Uh, I seem to be seeing this car a lot. No shit. Yeah, Utena says, it seems that I see this car a lot. Wakaba just pops up behind Utena out of nowhere in a, ma- a way that made me laugh really fucking hard when I first saw it. Wait, have we ever heard Wakaba's last name? Yeah. Family name? Yeah. It's like, I can't remember that ever being a thing. Mm-hmm. Also, does Wakaba actually go to school or does she just like go into hammer space whenever Utena's busy? <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a genie. She she goes to school. We see her in classrooms. Yeah, but only to spy on Uthana, obviously. Wakaba says she wants to go on a ride with Akio. And Damn, Akio and his perfectly manicured nails. Yeah. She says it'll be a, me- a memory she'll treasure her whole life. And Akio says, if you have two hours to spare, I can spend some time with you, which makes me want to forcibly remove my own eyeballs. <laughs> oh, and, and- Utena goes to also get in the car, but then Wakaba says, three's a crowd on a date, and grabs Akio's arm. And Utena's like, oh, well, I'll see you later. And then Wakaba waves by. Utena looks sad. Just looks lost. Akio drives off. I hate this. 
I can't believe Wakaba just like ditches Utena. Yeah, it makes me really sad. Like, that just feels wrong. It feels very wrong. And Wakaba is bragging about the car ride and how it was the perfect date. And Utena is just sort of brooding a little bit. They're talking about how, yeah, Akio has a fiance and Wakaba's like, God, you could be such a killjoy. It was just a drive. Yeah, I guess if you were somebody that was not in this fucking universe where driving with Akio means something else. Wakaba accuses oh. Utena of being jealous and Utena jumps up out of her chair and they are interrupted by Anthe walking in and saying good morning. And then Utena looks sad again. I guess she's thinking about Akio. I hate this shit. Uh, and the fact that like, it's, it, it, I mean, it's, it's kind of damaging her relationship with everyone else around her. Utena is trying to insist to herself that the only one she loves is the prince who gave her the ring. Is she really, like, I mean, she said good morning, Anthe, but she basically hasn't really communicated with Anthe this whole episode. No, not really. That's kind of new. It's kind of weird. And in fact, in general, like, as Akio has been more of a presence in her life, she's communicated with Anthe less. I hate this shit. Utena was playing basketball and she faltered because she was thinking about Akio. Fuck. And they're all, all the basketball guys are concerned because apparently she never messes up like that. Well, so she actually did. She might have actually hurt her, her leg. Oh, yeah. yeah Utena hurt, hurt her, her leg and Anthe is helping her limp back to their room and she asks Utena if she's all right. And Utena says she's sorry to be a bother. And Anthe says it's okay. And Utena starts to tell her something. And then guess who fucking shows up in his goddamn red car? Satan. The devil. Like, no, but literally. Literally, the devil. I mean, he basically is the devil. Akio asks what's wrong. And they tell him that Utena hurt her leg. She just looks so lost. Yeah, Utena and Akio were making a bunch of eye contact. And then one of the candles went out and we get our act break. I don't know if you can hear the music, but the bumper music has changed. Normally it was this one. It was one piece and now it is a different piece. Akio offers for Utena to get in so her leg can be examined at a hospital. And he says, see you later to Anthe. He's just not like, how does she not think this is, is is not okay? I mean, she says, oh, no, she can't. There's a crowd. Three, three's like, like, how does she not think that's creepy? Yeah, Akio says, Anthe can't come with us. Remember what Wakaba said? Three's a crowd on a date. And they drive off. And I hate Utena, I know this. Utena, I know you're 14, but like, please. 14-year-olds don't have brains. No, 14-year-olds don't have brains. It's a scientific fact. Uh, this is the first time that we've seen either of them supposedly exit Otori. Okay, so I guess this is proof that Utena is technically physically able to, to leave Otori, which we weren't entirely sure of before. I don't know about that because we don't really see anything. Well, we see trees and we see the ocean. Yeah, but I mean, theoretically, there could be like a field around like the Otori campus, like a like a magical field that keeps everything in this weird time bubble. 
Every they time they to, go back. I guess this is supposed to be the hospital. I don't really understand. It just looks like another place in a part of Otori. Uh, and Akio oh, gets okay. out of the car and he's helping Utena with her foot in a way that's super creepy and he removes her shoe and is like caressing her foot uh, and I hate this uh, every time they go to the candles I get kind of nervous Utena at least she's calls aware Akio a playboy because he's, aware. he's so good at he, because uh, he's so good at making girls feel good in the in the dub she says making girls feel special which is a little less creepy and then Akio's yeah. well, like well you defy the rules by wearing boys clothing don't you we're similar you and I classic villain moment I know right he's like leaning in <sighs> uh. yeah Utena says she does this for her prince and she's telling him about how she met a prince long ago that, and she still loves him. And he says that he's going to carry her in his arms. Uh, but then he leans the down and he kisses her because he is a terrible, horrible human being who I hate with my whole heart. And, and we see Anthe uh, has uh, the candles. Another of the candles has oh my God. out. Anthe is standing in the shadows watching with her shiny brother blue eyes. kiss Utena with shiny oh, glasses which are indicative of evil and then and she disappears evil. in the next scene and then we get our Ako and Biko that was legitimately the creepiest mo Anthony moment that has ever been yeah she was pretty creepy I like with, this with Aiko. the shining eyes till the day you die. <laughs> I know I shouldn't, yeah, but I can't stop. Yeah, you like that too, yeah. You've got a pair of dancing shoes just like mine, yeah. Your own red dancing shoes. But, but I just carry mine around. I don't put them on. I never wears them, yet she still carries them. Dum da da dum dum. Your fool carries them but won't ever wear them. Life's too short to never dance. Yeah! Woohoo! I like this Aiko and Biko bit. I don't know if you know what this is, but this is a reference to an old, like a fairy tale called The Red Shoes. And it's about a girl that has this pair of red shoes and she puts them on and she basically dances until like her feet fall off or something. I don't really have a good grasp of the story, but I'm just aware well, of the fact this. that it exists. Yeah, I know what this is. Yeah. Life is too short to never dance. Oh, jeez. And then there, there are the ritual, the ritual, the sleeping ritual. Anthe and Ujna's sleeping ritual. Anthe asks Uta if she's hungry because she didn't seem to eat much at dinner tonight. Utena just says she wasn't very hungry. I love the fact that they're not actually looking at each other. Yeah. Anthe's looking at Utena, but Utena's looking at the ceiling. Also, and there are two moons. Yeah, there are two moons in their window. They're talking about whether or not there are some people that you shouldn't fall in love with. And Anthe says that 
sometimes there's a part of love that you just can't control, which is uh, a thing. Mm. Utena asks if there's somebody that Anthe loves, and Anthe says, yes, there is. I have a prince of my own. I want to interpret that one way, but... We all know it's the other. (laughs) Or, though I'm not entirely convinced that it isn't both. Yeah, fair. Now, Toga and Akio are in the car, and they're talking about how Toga has kind of maybe fallen for Utena. Something about being defeated and finding a girl that forced him to examine, re-examine his beliefs. Which apparently did little good. Yeah. Or actually seems to have ramped up his um, like his obsession with power and what lies at the end of the road. Yeah. I love that they also that they mimic each other. Yeah, yeah, they do. They both threw their heads back and let their hair fly in the wind. The last candle. Akio mentions that Utena didn't eat yesterday and asks if she's feeling unwell, and she says no. He asks her what's wrong, and she thinks to herself, how am I supposed to answer that while blushing? And then Kane shows up. Kane, who we haven't seen since the first episode of Black Rose. She mentions how uh, she hasn't really been able to get a hold of Akio. And Anthe says, good morning, Miss Kane. And she asks her, and Kane asks her when she's ever going to call her big sister. Then she realizes that she recognizes Utena from having met her previously. Utena nervously says, good morning. Akio offers her breakfast and Kane says that her mother is here and we see Kane's mother and Anthe and Utena just kind of disappear and then Kane disappears and then then I'm assuming that we all know what happens next because it's Akio and also stargazing and uh, we just accept things and okay Akio has a glass of red wine and it is implied to be morning just need to point that out Yeah, but, like, at this point, doesn't he, like, he's broken every other social convention. I guess. But, uh, Kane's mom asks if Akio has been avoiding Kane lately and threatens him, kind of, by saying that his position at the school is dependent on their engagement and that engagements can be canceled at any time. Akio says he's considering naming a comet after Kane. Mm. And... He leans in to Kane's mom and shows her that he even wears Kane's favorite scent. And then he asks about Kane's dad. Kane's mom says, who cares about him? Akio gets that look on his face that I hate. And he takes off Kane's mom's shoe. And then, um... He, like, kisses her leg, and she, like, leans back and, like, moans, and I can only assume that cunnilingus just happened. um, She refers to Akio as her only prince, Mm. and I hate it. Utena's looking out a window and overhearing somebody talking about Kane. And then uh, she has a little flashback to her and Akio in the car and is insisting to herself that the only one she loves is the prince. And then the last candle goes out. And I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Akio is the worst 
and I'm going to slut shame him because he needs to stop. I just feel it's it's you just feel so bad for her because like Uthan is like 14. Like we forget that, but she's like 14 she's and very impressionable. And Akio is like. And According he, and like to this world, Akio is supposed to be handsome and charming, and she is <clears throat> being taken advantage of, and I hate this, and I hate him. And, like, of, of course, she doesn't immediately just, like, push him away, because she's, she's 14 and impressionable, and here is this guy who is, is rich and successful and suave, as far as she knows, and... And he thinks that she's cool, and that is incredibly flattering. And, like, oh my god, it's just, this is painful, you guys. And it gets worse. Yeah. It gets worse. It just continues to continue. Yeah, I hate this. I hate Akio. Akio's the worst, and all he does is manipulate people and make get people to have sex with him and uh, I hate this lavender mullet fuck piece of shit terrible fucking rat tail and his fucking rat tail why does he look like that cause it's cool I hate this okay I'm really sad that we only have nine episodes left but I'm also dreading these nine episodes um, because i know that things only get worse from here can we, are we gonna should we rename our podcast to be imagine me and akio related trauma i mean, like i feel like by the end we're gonna need to yeah i don't know if you saw on twitter but um, i said i'm rebranding the podcast as an akio hate podcast which is why i did that intro it's just uh, I mean, do we even have to talk about like what we feel about the episode? Because like I feel like it's very obvious what we feel about it. I think it's just like uh, it's so frustrating because I love Utena so much and I just want her to be happy and I don't want this terrible, awful, predatory man taking advantage of her. But that's what's happening and that's what's going to happen because Akio is a manipulator and that's what he does. Get some interesting development for Toga later, but uh, nothing about Toga is interesting. I look. I didn't say it was good. I said it was interesting. No, I just he, he bores me with his evil. I wish him to be gone. Well, I mean, we only have nine episodes left. Soon we will be free. But yeah, this is definitely the start of things getting even more. Mm. One of the more concern, like disturbing things. I mean, uh, in, a, in a whole episode of disturbing things. Did you notice how like Anthony and Utsuna just like have almost no real interaction? It breaks my heart, and it's so. And I feel like they've been having less and less interaction as after they move in with him. Yeah, like Akio is driving a wedge between them, and it makes me upset. And just, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like we've grown a lot inside. Yeah, we get some. Uh, there's some. I keep using the word interesting, but I just don't want to like do any spoilers. There's some stuff like this. Anthe and Utana talking to each other less and less becomes a like a. It comes to a point later in the next nine episodes. And it's to a point. Yeah, we only have. I want them to. 
I want them to talk and do their their dumb sleep ritual thing, but like not at his house. Yeah, I wish that they hadn't moved in with Akio, but you know that's how the story goes. Mm. We only have three more episodes left of this arc before we start the apocalypse saga. That's very encouraging. Yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah, the apocalypse saga. So what's this? What's this one about? The end of the world. I mean, oh, okay. um, well, you know. It's not like apocalypse imagery hasn't been throughout the entire show. Well, yeah, but before it was like, oh, that's cool. And now it's going to like, oh, Christ. That's a really good summary of this show. At first it was like, oh, cool. And then it was like, oh, Christ. It just continues to continue. 33 is a recap episode, but it does have stuff in it that is different. Like it, like it's not wholly just a recap episode. It also has something else that is like plot stuff. How so, very Utena. Of course. So we won't be skipping that. Obviously, we learned our lesson last time in skipping the first, uh, skipping the first recap episode. Yeah, and it actually was like really great. Do we have anything else? Just, un- just sadness and regret. Yeah. I think that that is all we can muster. Yeah. Just various iterations of that. Uh, this is going to be painful. Okay, well, um, I guess that's all we've got, basically, is just that we are in pain. Oh, God, please help me. Wubba lubba dub dub, everybody, from this point on. <laughs> If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can follow us at UtenaCast. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanata. Where can they follow you on Twitter, Alice? They can follow me at Lyrewolf at L-Y-R-E-W-U-L-F. If you want to email us, I promise that we will be checking our email more frequently now that we are actually getting some of them. You can do that at ImagineMeAndUtena at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on Tumblr, you can do that at imagineandutna.tumblr.com. I guess that does us for this week. Revolutionize the world, everybody. We hate Akio Atori.